Good morning, Sonship, and welcome to A Course in Miracles Daily Reading Conference Call, where we read from the original edition of ACIM, which is published by Course in Miracles Society. Today, we are reading the very last chapter, chapter 31 in the text, section 8, paragraphs 83, all the way through 97. You can access um, this reading by going to jcim.net. And you will see on the menu bar in the middle, on the third bar or the third line, it says original, excuse me, online edition. Our call is Monday through Friday from 9.15 to 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. During this uh, time, we read each paragraph twice. And when we're finished, we let everyone know by saying our first name and I am complete. We continue and we invite our workbook lesson, which is number 334. Today, I claim the gifts of forgiveness. And lastly, we ask that you mute your phone at all times unless you are speaking. So has anyone joined the call that would like to join the reading list? Hi, it's Carl. Hi, Carl. And before I make the announcement, does anyone have a opening prayer they'd like to offer? I have one if no one is, um, doesn't have one, it's not, no worries. All right, so far we have Rayla listening, and in order for now, I have Bryce, Lee, Paula, Ida, Fran, and Carl. And, and Rob listening. Hi, Rob. Welcome. Hi. Welcome. Thank you. I'd like to open um, today, invite all to center and close your eyes. This is a course in miracles. It is a required course, and only the time you take is voluntary. Free will does not mean that you can establish the curriculum. It only means that you can elect what you want to take at a given time. The course does not aim at the teaching of meaning of love, for that is beyond what can be taught. It does aim, however, at removing the blocks to awareness of love's presence, which is your natural inheritance. The opposite of love is fear, but what is all-encompassing can have no opposite. And this course, therefore, can be summed up very simply in this way. Nothing real can be threatened, and nothing unreal exists. Herein lies the peace of God. Amen. 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 Perfect. Thank you. Amen. Here we go. 83. Choose once again. Temptation has one lesson it would teach in all forms wherever it occurs. It would persuade the Holy Son of God he is a body, born in what must die, unable to escape its frailty, and bound by what orders him to feel. It sets the limits on what he can do. Its power is the only strength he has, and his grasp to not exceed its tiny reach. Would you be this if Christ appeared to you in all his glory, asking you but this? Choose once again if you would take your place among the saviors of the world, or would you remain in hell and hold your brothers there? 
Bryce, 83, 84, 85, and 86, please. Choose once again. Temptation has one lesson that would teach in all its forms whenever it occurs. It would persuade the Holy Son of God. He is a body born in what must die, unable to escape his frailty and bound by what it orders him to feel. It sets the limits on what he can do. Its power is the only strength he has. His his grasp cannot exceed its tiny reach. Would you be this if Christ appeared to you in all his glory, asking you but this? Choose once again if you would take your place among the saviors of the world or would remain in hell and hold your brothers there. For he has come and he is asking this. How do you make the choice? How easily is this explained? You always choose between your weakness and the strength of Christ in you. And what you choose is what you think is real. Simply by never using weakness to direct your actions, you have given it no power. And the light of Christ in you is given charge of everything you do. For you have brought your weakness unto him, and he has given you his strength instead. Thank you, Bryce. Lee, 85 through 87, please. How do you make the choice? How easily is this explained? You always choose between your weakness and the strength of Christ in you. And what you choose is what you think is real. Simply by never using weakness to direct your actions, you have given it no power. And the light of Christ in you is given charge of everything you do. For you have brought your weakness unto him, and he has given you his strength instead. 87. Trials are but lessons which you failed to learn, presented once again, so where you made a faulty choice before, you now can make a better one, and thus escape all pain which what you chose before has brought to you. In every difficulty, all distress, and each perplexity, Christ calls to you and gently says, My brother, choose again. He would not leave one source of pain unhealed, nor any image left to veil the truth. He would remove all misery from you, whom God created altars unto joy. He would not leave you comfortless, alone in dreams of hell, but would release your minds from everything that hides his face from you. His holiness is yours 
because he is the only power that is real in you. His strength is yours because he is the self that God created as his only son. Thank you, Lee. Paula, 87 and 88, please. Trials are but lessons which you fail to learn presented once again. So where you made a faulty choice before, you now can make a better one and thus escape all pain which, which what you have chose before has brought to you. In every difficulty, all distress and each complexity Christ calls to you and gently says, quote, my brother, choose again, unquote. He would not leave one source of pain unhealed nor any image left to veil the truth. He would remove all misery from you, whom God created altars of unto joy. He would not leave you comfortless, alone in dreams of hell, but release your minds from everything that hides his face from you. His holiness is yours because he is the only power that is real to you. His strength is yours because he is the self that God created as his only son. 88. The images you make can now prevent, prevail against the God himself would have you be. Be never fearful of temptation then, but see it as it is, another chance to choose again and let Christ's strength prevail in every circumstance and every place you raised an image of yourself before. What appears to hide the face of Christ is powerless before his majesty and disappears before his holy sight. The saviors of the world who sees like him are merely those who choose his strength instead of their own weakness seen apart from him. They will redeem the world, for they are joined in all the power of the will of God, and what they will is only what he wills. Thank you, Paula. Fran, 88, 89, and 90, please. 88. The images you make cannot fail against what God himself would have you be. Be never fearful of temptation, then, but see it as it is. Another chance to choose again and let Christ's strength prevail in every circumstance, in every place you raised an image of yourself before. But what appears to hide the face of Christ is powerless before his majesty and disappears before his holy sight. The saviors of the world who see like him, are merely those who chose his strength instead of their own weakness, seen apart from him. They will redeem the world, but they are joined in all the power of the will of God. And what they will is only what he wills. 89. Learn then the happy habit, habit of response to all temptation to perceive yourself as weak and miserable with these words. 90. I am as God created me. His son can suffer nothing. 
and I am his son. Did you say 91 too, Chris? Yes. Okay, 91. <clears throat> Thus is Christ's strength invited to prevail, replacing all your weakness with the strength that comes from God and that can never fail. And thus are all miracles as natural as fear and agony appeared to be before the choice for holiness was made. For in that choice are false distinctions gone, illusory alternatives laid by, and nothing left to interfere with truth. Thanks, Fran. Carl, 89 through 92, please. Learn then the happy habit of response to all temptation to perceive yourself as weak and miserable with these words. I am as God created me. His son can suffer nothing, and I am his son. 91. This is Christ's strength invited to prevail, replacing all your weakness with the strength that comes from God that can never fail. And thus are miracles as natural as fear and agony appeared to be before the choice for holiness was made. For in that choice are false distinctions gone, illusory alternatives laid by, and nothing left to interfere with truth. 92. You are as God created you, and so is every living thing you look upon, regardless of the images you see. What you behold as sickness and as pain, as weakness and as suffering, and loss is but temptation to perceive yourself defenseless and in hell. Yield not to this, and you will see all pain in every form, wherever it occurs, but disappear as mist before the sun. A miracle has come to heal God's son and close the door upon his dreams of weakness, opening the way to his salvation and release. Choose once again what you would have him be, remembering that every choice you make establishes your own identity as you will see it and believe it is. Thank you, Carl. Do we have a new reader, please, for 92 and 93? This is Harris. Oh, okay. Go Harris. ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Okay, 92 and 93. You are as God created you, and so is every living thing you look upon, regardless of the images you see. What you behold as sickness and as pain, as weakness and as suffering and loss, is but temptation to perceive yourself defenseless and in hell. Yield not to this, and you will see all pain in every form, wherever it occurs, but disappear as mist before the sun. A miracle has come to heal God's son and close the door upon his dreams of weakness, opening the way to his salvation and release. Choose once again what you would have him be, remembering that every choice you make establishes your own identity as you will see it and believe it is. 
Deny me not the little gift I ask, when in exchange I lay before your feet the peace of God and power to bring this peace to everyone who wanders in the world, uncertain, lonely, and in constant fear. For it is given you to join with him, and through the Christ in you, unveil his eyes and let him look upon the Christ in him. My brothers in salvation, do not fail to hear my voice and listen to my words. I ask for nothing but your own release. There is no place for hell within a world whose loveliness can yet be so intense and so inclusive, it is but a step from there to heaven. To your tired eyes, I bring a vision of a different world, so new and clean and fresh, you will forget the pain and sorrow that you saw before. Yet this is a vision. Yet this a vision is which you must share with everyone you see, for otherwise you will behold it not. To give this gift is how to make it yours, and God ordained in loving kindness that it be for you. Thank you, Ida. Harrison, 93 and 94, please. Deny me not the little gift I ask, when in exchange I lay before your feet the peace of God and power to bring this peace to everyone who wanders in the world uncertain, lonely, and in constant fear. For it is given you to join with him and through the Christ in you, unveil his eyes and let him look upon the Christ in him. My brothers in salvation, do not fail to hear my voice and listen to my words. I ask for nothing but your own release. There is no place for hell within a world whose loveliness can yet be so intense and so inclusive, it is but a step from there to heaven. To your tired eyes, I bring a vision of a different world, so new and clean and fresh. You will forget the pain and sorrow that you saw before. Yet this a vision is, which you must share with everyone you see, for otherwise you will behold it not. To give this gift is how to make it yours. And God ordained in loving kindness that it be for you. 94. Let us be glad that we can walk the world and find so many chances to perceive another situation where God's gifts can once again be recognized as ours. And thus will all the vestiges of hell, the secret quote-unquote sins, and hidden hates be gone. 
and all the loveliness which they concealed appear like bonds of heaven to our sight to lift us high above the thorny roads we traveled on before the Christ appeared. <clears throat> Excuse me. Hear me, my brothers. Hear and join with me. God has ordained I cannot call in vain, and in his certainty I rest content, for you will hear, and you will choose again. And in this choice is everyone made free. Thank you, Harrison. Do we have a new reader, please, for 94 and 95? Mary. Thanks, Mary. Let us be glad that we can walk the world and find so many chances to perceive another situation where God's gift can once again be recognized as ours. And thus will all the vestiges of hell, secret sins, and hidden hates be gone. And all the loveliness which they concealed appear like lawns of heaven to our sight to lift us high above the thorny roads we traveled on before the Christ appeared. Hear me, my brothers. Hear and join with me. God has ordained. I cannot call in vain. And in his certainty, I rest content. For you will hear, and you will choose again. And in this choice is everyone made free. 95. I thank you, Father, for these holy ones who are my brothers as they are your sons. My faith in them is yours. I am as sure that they will come to me as you are sure of what they are and will forever be. They will accept the gift I offer them because you gave it me on their behalf. And as I would but do your holy will, so will they choose. And I give thanks for them. Salvation's song will echo through the world with every choice they make. For we are one in purpose, and the end of hell is near. Thank you, Mary. Do we have a new reader, please, for 95 and 96? Wendy, I'd be happy to read. Okay, Wendy. Ninety-five. I thank you, Father, for these holy ones who are my brothers, as they are your sons. My faith in them is yours. 
I am as sure that they will come to me as you are sure of what they are and will forever be. They will accept the gift I offer them because you gave it me on their behalf. And as I would but do your holy will, so will they choose. And I give thanks for them. Salvation's song will echo through the world with every choice they make. For we are one in purpose, and the end of hell is near. 96. In joyous welcome is my hand outstretched to every brother who would join with me in reaching past temptation and who looks with fixed determination toward the light that shines beyond in perfect constancy. Give me my own, for they belong to you, and you can fail in what is but your will, and can you fail in what is but your will? I give you thanks for what my brothers are. And as each one elects to join with me, the song of thanks from earth to heaven grows from tiny scattered threads of melody to one inclusive chorus from a world redeemed from hell and giving thanks to you. Thank you, Wendy. And there, there was a new reader for 96 and 97. Was that you, Stephen? Yes, it is. Oh, great. Thanks. 96. In joyous welcome is my hand outreached to every brother who would join with me in reaching past temptation and who looks with fixed determination towards the light that shines beyond in perfect constancy. Give me my own, for they belong to you, and you, and you, and can you fail in what is your will? I give you thanks that my brothers, what my brothers are, and as each one elects to join with me, the song of thanks from earth to heaven grows from tiny scattered threads of melody to one inclusive chorus from a world redeemed from hell and given and giving thanks to you. And now we say amen. For Christ has come to dwell in the abode you set for him before time was in calm eternity. The journey closes, ending at the place where it began. No trace of it remains. Not one illusion is accorded faith, and not one spot of darkness still remains to hide the face of Christ from anyone. Thy will be done, complete and perfectly, and all creation recognizes you and knows you as the only source it, it has. Clear in your likeness does the light shine forth from everything that lives and moves in you. And we have reached where all of us are one. We are home where you would have us be. Thank you, Stephen. And Lee, would you please read 97? And now we say, Amen. For Christ has come to dwell in the abode you set for him before time was in calm eternity. The journey closes, 
ending at the place where it began. No trace of it remains. Not one illusion is accorded faith, and not one spot of darkness still remains to hide the face of Christ from anyone. Thy will is done, complete and perfectly, and all creation recognizes you and knows you as the only source it has. Clear in your likeness does the light shine forth from everything that lives and moves in you. For we have reached where all of us are one, and we are home where you would have us be. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lee. Amen. 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 Thank you, Chris. Amen. Nothing real can be threatened, and nothing unreal exists. Here lies the peace of God. Floors open. This is Ida. I love the fact that it closes where it began and no trace of the journey is left. Thank you. I'm complete. Thanks, Ida. Thank you, Ida. Thank you, Ida. This is Wendy. I... I just wanted to let you all know that this reading made me sob just from the gratitude I feel. Thank you all. I'm complete. Thank you, Wendy. Thank you, Wendy. That was beautiful. Thank you, Wendy. Made me cry too. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Wendy. Thanks, Wendy. Thank you, Wendy. Thank you, Wendy. This is Harrison. Uh, with all respect, it had the absolute opposite which, uh, reaction in me. It this every time I read this, it just brings so much hope and joy. Uh, to my mind. Uh, I just want to remember this every minute, every hour of the day. You know, to read, choose once again. If you would take your place among the saviors of the world, or remain in hell and hold your brothers there. You know, once again, which means that I get the opportunity to choose over and over again. When I forget, I can choose again. And nothing or no one is going to hold it against me when I fall back into the old pattern of allowing temptation 
to keep me from knowing uh, who I am. Would I be this if Christ appeared, Christ appeared to me in all his glory, asking me to choose again? For he has come, and he is asking. I can always choose between my weakness and his strength. The key is what I choose is what I think is real. It's that simple. What I choose is what I think is real. If I choose my weakness, I think it's real. If I choose the strength of Christ in me, I will think that is real. So it's all about choice. I'm complete. Thank you. Thank you, Harrison. Thank you, Harrison. What's coming up for me is the, um, the idea that if this is a course in miracles, that we're the course is so that we can become miracle workers, right? And this idea that, that Jesus is, is trying to recruit us, you know, Jesus is preparing us to accept our place among the saviors of the world. In the, uh, I guess it kind of starts with that uh, last couple of lines of 94, where it says, hear me, my brothers, hear and join with me. God has ordained, I cannot call in vain, and in his certainty I rest content. For you will hear, and you will choose again. And in this choice is everyone made free. And then he continues on, talking about the importance that it is for us to remember the truth of who we are, so that we can carry this message, we can bring this gift to others, that as we awaken, then the light in us can attract others to us and I think I, I find it interesting you know it comes right at the end of, of the textbook or again you know it basically if you've made it if you've made it this part this far then you're then you're the one I was looking for kind of thing but if I take you know if I take that as a as a first person you know recruiting uh, uh, um, request from Jesus um, that's what we're here to do, is to get through this book and to become miracle workers and to to know that, you know, we can carry the message of love versus fear and that we can, you know, change the perception of the world by changing our perception. And, and I just find this uh, this whole latter part of the, um, you know, the, the last couple of uh, uh, paragraphs very much, like I say, a, a kind of a recruiting statement and a reinforcer of the fact that we're right where we're supposed to be and that Jesus has prepared us for this position and that we don't have to worry or doubt. What does he uh, say there? uh, Can you 
and can you fail in what is but your will? <laughs> what God has ordained for you, can you fail in what God God has planned for you? Uh, probably not. <laughs> it's when we we put all our um, uh, egoic expectations in there, but we're right where we're supposed to be doing what we're supposed to be doing. And again, we're like the Uncle Sam poster, you know. It, the, Uncle Sam wants you, you know. Jesus wants you to be a part of the team, kind of thing. So I'm complete. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Stephen. Thanks, Stephen. Thank you, Stephen. This is Sharon. And what came up for me in the last five, ten minutes is the questions to myself. What is it that is blocking me? What is it that I am thinking that's blocking myself from experiencing this in such a deeply moving way, the way you have, Wendy? And I, that question was from Jesus, and and then I got the answer. I had a judgmental thought. And that was my block right there. There's a block, and then I had another one. And there was my block. So I, so I give that to him, and I say I want this. And he said to me, "Just don't worry about being the salvation of the world right now. Just take in my love. That's all you need to do." Thank you. Complete. Thank you, Wendy. Thanks, Sharon. Thank you. I mean, Sharon, I'm sorry. Thank you, Sharon. This is Ida. And my baby came to sit between my legs on the couch with me right before we started reading this because she knew. And, um... I see that Jesus has has humility, but no false humility. There is not one note or one dot or iota that is false uh, in him. He's speaking as the Christ. I suppose that he had a long time to practice whatever, you know, to practice the ideas of this course before he came 2,000 years ago and was raising people from the dead and all that, all those miracles that were obvious in our perception. And um, see here, this prayer is so beautiful and I feel like now I want it go out and instead of the words and things that I said before when I see my neighbor I want to say to my neighbor I want to share Christ's vision with you and if they just walk away or say no or whatever that's okay I don't have any problem with that but I think some of them will hear it and I'm so happy and God bless you all I love you I'm complete that's great, Ida. Thank you. Thanks, Ida. Yeah, thank you, Ida. That was great. Thank you. Thank you, Ida. Paula, were you, were you going to share earlier? Yes, I was. 
excuse me. <clears throat> but my handsome Harrison zeroed in on exactly what I was looking at, and that was paragraph 94 or something similar where it allows me with, I am told that I can be glad that I can walk this world and find so many chances to perceive another in situation with God's gift can once again be recognized as ours. Yes, that paragraph spoke to me because as Harrison says, we can choose and choose again because God does not see us as sinners. He sees us as his children making mistakes and errors but loves us so much that we are instantly forgiven through the Holy Spirit with the help of the Holy Spirit. So yes, I was going there. Because God has ordained, I cannot call in vain, and in his certainty I rest content. For you will hear, and you will choose again. And in this choice is everyone made free. Everyone, myself, my brothers, the world I perceive. Choose again. Having completed this text for about the third time, fourth time. I am so grateful. It's not the end. It's the beginning. It's the beginning of my awakening and all of my forgiveness and I send out to the world. I take my brothers with me. I'm complete. Thanks, Paula. Beautiful, Paula. Thank, Thank you, Paula. Thanks, Paula. These, these last two prayers, uh, they, they, they so reinforce the thought that I had before, you know, about about um, Jesus preparing us, recruiting us, you know, the, uh, the two prayers, choose once again if you would take your place among the saviors of the world. Or w- would you remain in hell, Stephen, <laughs> and hold your brothers there? You know, where, which path do I want to take? And then if I choose that I want to be among the saviors of the world, and the next prayer is, I am as God created me. His son can suffer nothing, and I am his son. So that identification with us as being individualized sons of God, you know, part of the oneness, part of the one son. And uh, I think in the, the, the two prayers reinforce the idea that we're at that point, that are you going to accept your role as one of the saviors of the world? Are you going to be one of the people that walks in light and walks in love and walks in peace and walks in joy? You know, and still you're, we're walking in the world, so you got to deal with you know, you got to deal with the trials and tribulations that come with the world, but you don't see them the same way that people are that are bound just in the world are bound. And this um, this reading also can, contains one of the one of the most common things that I quote when it comes to to this course that uh, trials are but lessons we fail to learn presented once again where we made a faulty choice before we can now make a better one and thus escape all pain that what we chose before has brought to you. I can't tell you the number of times that uh, that I have brought that particular phrase up because the reoccurring theme of things that keep happening again and again and over and over, whether it's relationships or jobs or, you know, um, um, whatever the case might be, um, that idea that once I make a better choice, once I make that shift in my consciousness and see it differently, 
it's amazing how that persistent stuff quits showing up. And that's wonderful. My experience has been that sometimes they'll show up one more time to see if, in fact, I've changed my mind about how I relate to it. But that thing that I was calling to myself in the world for whatever reason no longer is being called and so no longer continues to show up. So that to me is just such a a real blessing of the shift in mind that comes when we wake into the truth of who we are. That all those things that caused us problems and pain and challenges and, and aggravation and all the negative emotions that come, those things quit coming. And it's because we've had that, that, that change of mind. You know, we haven't changed the truth of who we are, but we've changed our awareness. And, uh, and again, those two prayers just add to it. You know, are you going to make that choice? Are you going to be one of the saviors? And then can you recognize yourself as, as being, I am a son of God? So um, that's what's coming up for me. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks Stephen. Stephen. That's very helpful. Thank you, Stephen. Um, this is Harrison. Uh, you know what some course students take this to mean is that they have to go out and um, recruit people for God, for Jesus. I take this to mean that I focus on myself my thoughts and that I don't it's not my job to go convince anybody of anything it's my job to fix myself and to pay attention to what I'm doing what I'm thinking and uh, to look at the choices I am making the choice, I guess, is really one choice. Uh, as he says in 84, choose once again if you would take your place among the saviors of the world or would remain in hell and hold your brothers there. The reference to my brothers is their son what I'm doing. If I choose to take my place among the saviors of the world, then I I am doing the best thing I could ever do for my brothers because I am holding them there as well. And he talks about how the choice is always between my weakness and the strength of Christ in me. And the focus is always on me. Uh, In every difficulty, all distress, each perplexity, Christ calls to me and gently says, my brother choose again. Do I do you, Harrison, want to take your place among the saviors of the world? Or do you want to remain in hell and hold my hold your brothers there? I am the one 
that is holding my brothers in hell by seeing them not as God created them and not seeing myself first as God created me. When I see myself as God created me, I am seeing my brothers as God created them. That's my function here. I'm complete. Thank you, Harrison. Thank you so much, Harrison. Thank you, Harrison. Thank you, Harrison. This is Ida. No, something I forgot to say before. Excuse me. But in this section, Jesus again refers to the fact that God created only one son. So that means that we are all his son, along with Jesus. We are independents, or independent is not the word. We're individual souls, but then again, it was pointed out that individual means that we can't, cannot be divided. We are the only son of God. And for me, that's worth a lot. Somehow in the past, um, in this lifetime, I it was easier seemingly to see myself as part of the one, part of the, the one being that, that there really is. But as I've grown in my individuality and my seeing who I am apart from, you know, my family and friends and, and all like that, um, I had felt more separate in some ways, but now this vision will guide me, and I pray that it will every day um, in the future, and <laughs> whatever that can do to change the past. If, it, if it, that will be, so be it. And um, serve all of you, but mostly, as Harrison said, to serve myself this holiness, to eat this holiness every day and and live on that in a state of continual forgiveness until I get to that place where I see no one as sinful, so there is nothing for me to forgive either. And I'll take my place in the, as we all are, in the only Son of God. Thanks, I'm complete. Thank you, Ida. Thank you, Ida. Thank you, Ida. Something Harrison said triggered a thought for me as well, that that if we are supposed to be saviors of the world and we're supposed to be light unto our brothers, that they are waiting for us. If the Holy Spirit um, arranges all interactions, you know, if every encounter is holy encounter initially, then our brothers that we are supposed to help awaken are waiting for us to wake up. So we are holding not only ourselves in hell, but holding our brothers as well. And so we need to wake up not just for ourselves, but for those who are waiting specifically for us to be the light bearers for them. So Harrison Sharon brought that up. Thank you. I'm complete. Thank you, Stephen. It's Lee. Um, 
Actually, there was a female voice there. I'll just uh, leave my hand up. Someone else start to speak? It's Chris. I, am, I will wait for after you. I just want to put it out there. There's a lot of people on this call today, um, and I would love to hear from everyone. I'm complete. Just the way I was going to start my share, Chris. Thanks for mentioning that. Yeah, we're, um, we've got 17 on board. So it's choose once again, and um, and I um, I'm moved by how he concludes the text in this chapter, where he's been pointing out this stark difference between the way the ego would direct me to relate to this life and world, and what Holy Spirit offers me. Um, he'll go ahead and pull out the word hell here to describe what it is he's offering that I'd be willing to walk out of and bring everyone with me in recognition that the world I choose is the world that I share. He says if I were to recognize that the option is as clear as choosing the weakness in me or the strength in Christ in me, what would that do to fortify me so that in every perplexity this is, look how inclusive this is in every difficulty, all distress, and each perplexity. Christ calls to me and gently says, choose once again. The implication there is that my hell consists of the judgment within me that makes of situations difficulty, distress, and perplexity. To reassure and to, to assure, rather, that I get that, he says, if I were to choose once again, I would be free of all pain. There wouldn't be one source of pain unhealed. I would be released entirely from all pain, he says. Does he mean physical pain? Of course not. How much of my pain is the consequence of my judgment in accord with the ego's thought system and what does that make of my world how does that sap my world of its liveliness how does that prevent my understanding of the glorious gift of this life and world how much do my judgments keep me in hell when I could choose the strength in Christ in me and be lifted. Let's see, I'm getting. Uh, anyone else here? Is an echo here? Yeah, I hear Let's the feedback as well. Everyone should make sure they're muted. So indeed, I mean, if, if what he says is, I could be released from every difficulty, all distress, and each perplexity, how would that completely transform the world I walk for me? And knowing that each of us walks through the world and trails exactly what we experience. When I think it was Wendy yesterday spoke of someone whose heart is just so big and juicy that all they have to do is be around her 
and they feel that resonance in her in her heart. Um, what I understood was that each of us has that experience with someone being so just amazingly plugged in that we feel it when we're in their presence. Those are the spectacular instances, but each of us trails with us the world we've chosen to make of this life and world. And if it's at the ego's direction, then I'm burdened, I'm burdened and I'm strained and I'm oppressed and I'm disheartened. And this option to choose again is that I walk out of that world. That's what I'm told salvation is. To work out of the walk out of the hell that ego has made of this life and accept all that he's offered me this gift of the strength in Christ in me that could guide me to a different way of looking at everything that seems to oppress me or oppress others if I can remember I'm as God created me and that every living thing I look upon is as God created it. How could I hold a grievance against a brother if I could remember that? What would it be to be released entirely of my grievances against life or my grievances against God or my grievances against all the gallery of people that I hold my grudges against? To be free entirely of the guilt I've laid upon myself if I knew choose again is this clarion call that says, really, Lee, is that what you choose? There's an option you've been taught. There's an option. He tells me, I ask for nothing but your own release. There's no place for hell. This is in 93. There's no place for hell within a world whose loveliness can yet be so intense and so inclusive, it's but a step from there to heaven. To your tired eyes, Lee, I bring a vision of a different world, so new and clean and fresh, you'll forget the pain and sorrow you saw before. What do I need to do to have that world? choose in every situation every difficulty wherever I can feel I'm out of a line wherever I feel the stress wherever I'm I'm ruminating about a past grudge or grievance some guilt I'm carrying recognize he's offering would you like to see this differently would you like to be free of this are you through chairing this one hand it to me Take another step into this new and vibrant, clean and fresh world I'm offering you. He couldn't be so he couldn't be more emphatic to me than he does as he builds toward the crescendo of this three paragraph prayer, where he shifts entirely out of speaking to me and I hear him. I take audience as he directs a prayer directly to the Father. I'm thankful for all these that you've brought to me, Father, he says, so that I can bring them to you. What an astonishing way to end this course.
do want to accept his offer. I do want to choose once again. I do want to have my eyes rest on all the loveliness which my mistaken impressions of everyone and everything um, had concealed. That's, uh, that's my wish. That's my wish for us all. I'm so grateful, everyone, to each of you for supporting me through this course this year. I'm complete. Thank, Thank you, Larry. Back to you. Totally. Thank you for supporting us, yeah. Lee. Thank yeah. you. With gratitude and love. Thank you. Absolutely. Making things clear. Thank you. Thank you, Paula. This is Bryce. Thanks uh, for making some space for me here at the table. And I want to be sure and leave some time for others as well. You know, this whole chapter has been working on the recognition of the self that I conceived of and that concept self is what this last choice would have me relinquish. Temptation here is all the reminders that I have made up that could affect me, that would affect me, that I have given reason through insanity to own me, to be me. And I've made it all up. A self-made man. Powerless. Weak. Vulnerable. It's not me. It's just uh, made-up stuff. There is a self completely beyond all of my concepts, which is what is living me. It's the life I get no credit for. It's what I am when I'm not thinking. It's what gives me the power to think. It's what gives me the capacity to have concepts. But I overlook it. (laughs) I overlook the self that lives me and live from a self I've programmed. 
so the choice is to uh, to recognize the falsehood of that which would identify with weakness. See it. Look at it. Don't deny it anymore. By taking my my place of the savior of the world, I'm I'm inactivating the false self. It's the only way I can take my place by letting go of not being the savior of the world. I'm I'm a savior of the world when I'm living out of my true gifted being that I can no longer claim as anything other than a power in me, living me, being me, fully me, with no denial of that life. So I made up an alternative that I need to let go. I I really cannot suffer, it says in paragraph 90. All of my ideas of suffering, all of my vulnerabilities, all of these ideas are complete imposters to the true self that I am. I've made up a weak, miserable, annoyed, preoccupied with my own ideas, self. But I haven't sinned, thank God. (laughs) None of that image-making has changed me at all. And that's the wonderful prayer that this section ends with, to me, is Christ proclaiming the truth about me that I truly am one with him, one with everyone. He's really speaking of the truth of my being. Um, This parallels with the high priestly prayer I've recognized in John 17, where he says, glorify me, Father. How is God glorified? Through me. When I let the truth of the gift of God's life be my life, I take no alternative place other than his life for me, living through me, extending the truth of that life, knowing that's the life I share with everyone and everything, and there is no other life 
and complete. Thank you, Bryce. Thank you, Bryce. Thank you, Bryce. Thank you, Bryce. Beautiful. Thanks, my brother. Thank you, Bryce. Thank you, Bryce. You are so clear and well-organized in what you want to say. So it's easier for me to get it. Thank you. Thank you, Bryce. It's Chris. Um, Just want to make sure to take a minute to um, thank Carl for two years having the courage to step up and say, hey, let's get through this together. Um, I can't even begin to tell you how much it has changed my life. Um, A long-time course student could never understand it until I had the support of you all. Really want to (laughs) recognize um, Paula and Mary, who just helped me hold my hand and helped me understand that being Catholic was not such a bad thing. Um, Harrison, I still have the voice in the back of your head, my head, our heads, I guess, that any time I, I, I get into a situation that I just don't understand why it's happening, that, that confidence inside me to just stand up to the Holy Spirit and just say, I'm not going to let my ego take over. And Lee, I don't even know where I would begin to, to, to thank you for showing up every day and helping me hours upon hours unravel what I thought was true really wasn't and um thank you for putting up with that need for me to be right in the way that that i only aspire to be someday that i that i can just allow everything to be exactly how it is and all i can say is if i have this much peace now getting through this two years i can't wait for next (laughs) so let's bring on the manual (laughs) i'm complete (laughs) chris Thank you. We're all going to be doing it together again. Isn't that great? Yeah. Yes. Oh, really? What a journey. I'm so happy I joined your team. (laughs) We're one. We're one. We are one. Yes, we are. You are where you supposed to be. Where we are. Thank you. And Carl, if you're here, I'd love to hear from you too. Thanks, Chris. Well, I just uh, thank you for your kind words, Chris. Um, I just look at, uh, if I can find it here, I just look at the uh, at the prayer uh, in 89, and uh, I pray that today that I can remember that in every day, that I can remember I am as God created me. His son can suffer nothing. And I am his son. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Nice, Carl. Thank you. Thanks, Carl. Thanks, Chris. You are a warrior. Yes, you are. And you are also a jewel. (laughs) Jewel in the crown of God. We all are. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for your leadership and 
and humility and beauty. Thanks. This is Mary. I want to thank all of you, and thank you, Chris, too, uh, for all your beautiful shares and thoughts and helping me uh, get through reading uh, the full text. What would it be if I didn't have a little poem <laughs> from Helen? Uh, it's just very short. It expresses to me what you... It's called Benediction. Angels are thoughts that come from God to you. Secure in their protection, may you rest. Quiet in certainty that comes from them. At peace in mind and heart and holiness. Unmindful of the world, ensure that they are with you, watching over you, and fixed in their determination to maintain your mind at rest within the peace of God. Thank you, my angels. I'm complete. Thank you, Mary. Oh, Mary, Beautiful. Thanks. Welcome, Mary. Beautiful, yes. Thank you, Mary. Thanks, Mary. Thank you, Mary. Very grateful for the call. I'm glad that it's here, even as frequently as infrequently as I've been a part of it. It's nice to know that you guys are here. I appreciate it. Thank you. Chris, do you have a closing um, selected, or is there? Are you opening for a closing? Um, for someone to think and and I, I wondered whether we could go longer today in light of uh, how many we have yeah well you know me I never want these calls to end so <laughs> I'll do anything not to work so <laughs> <laughs> I'll roll it through for 15 minutes um, you know there's some other people too that I, I, I just in the beginning were so instrumental to help me um, um, Rose who um hasn't been on the calls in a while, and Sae I haven't heard from, um, and Rhett, and and there was a Robin. Remember Robin? She was. Uh, oh yeah, Robin. Yeah. Oh man, she was great. And Fran. Oh God, who was there in the beginning, Fran? Who am I missing? Oh, I thought of them. How about Candace? Candace. Candace. Yeah, there was yeah. yeah. Some that yeah, I was thinking the same thing this morning as who was there. They're on their own path and that's fine. Yeah. You know? I mean I, I can go back a couple of years and, and even cite some more names. But they're all on their own path and we're all going home, so it's fine. It's really okay. Mm. They're still with us no matter what. They're one with us. And um, I don't know if you remember, Rayla's on the call. I think Rayla and Carl were like the first, and Reverend Regent were like the first people on this call like three years ago or something like that. Yeah, it, was, right? it was Lee and Carl, myself, Reverend Regia. Yeah, there was, yeah, initially, yeah. Yeah, it was Reverend now, Paul. Yeah, changing the world. <laughs> yeah. So cool. 
This is Carl. I have something I'd like to read. Um, it's just a paragraph uh, that I opened up to this morning in uh, uh, the New Testament, NTI, the New Testament interpretation by Regina Don Akers. Is that okay, Chris? Absolutely. It just it uh, it goes so well with. Uh, with today's reading. This is from the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit says, watch your mind and watch what it is that you do. With this knowledge, you may gladly choose again. But you will not choose again if you keep out of awareness that which you are doing. So watch your mind vigorously and know what it is that you do. Amen. Thank you, Carl. Yeah, a great one. Amen. Where was that, Carl? In Thank the, you. I, I missed it. It is uh, the first paragraph in Colossians chapter 4. Thank you. I'm in a group here, here in Tucson that meets every Sunday, uh, late afternoon, early evening, to study NTI. And the first time I went there, I, I didn't like it when I heard it. And I don't know what I thought what was it was, but I guess I must have been seeing it through my ego. But in a couple of weeks, I decided to come back. I think because I was lonely, you know, and was to be around people and I didn't care anymore what the book said. <laughs> But um, then I started to find it very valuable, and I'm thank you, Jesus, thank you, Holy Spirit, um, that I went into, and thank you, of course, for Regina. I'm complete. Thanks, Ida. Thanks, Ida. Thanks, Ida. Chris, I have a prayer that if you want, I can wait till the ending, but, you know, when you're closing, it's from the gifts of God, so. Okay, great. Um, are you going to read that one that you love so much? That's the same one I'm looking at, uh, Paula. No, I was oh. reading something else where it's the Father's love. Uh-huh, oh, great. Paragraph from there. Wonderful. Thanks. Can't miss. Carl, you know what I would love to hear you? Would you please read us Lesson 236? Remember how you used to always read that? <laughs> 236. <laughs> Way you read that, yeah. Please. Let me, uh, let me get to it. Two thirty-six. Mm, I love it. I'd love to. I rule my mind, which I alone must rule. I have a kingdom I must rule. At times, it does not seem I am as king at all 
It seems to triumph over me and tell me what to think and what to do and feel. And yet it has been given to me to serve whatever purpose I perceive in it. My mind can only serve. Today, I give its service to the Holy Spirit to employ as he sees fit. I thus direct my mind, which I alone can rule, and thus I set it free to do the will of God. Father, my mind is open to your thoughts and closed today to every thought but yours. I rule my mind and offer it to you. Accept my gift, for it is yours to me. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Carl. Wonderful idea, Chris. Thank you. Yeah, that's beautiful. No, Thank you, Carl. I joined all you crazy people. And, I, and I, Carl, when you would read that and I'd listen to all, all of you, I thought you wrote it. <laughs> like, weird. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the, tour, the course can be hugely challenging in the beginning, as you remember. I don't remember anyone else's story of when they first came to it. Because I don't know. At least, I think you're the, probably the only person I know that got it right away. You and um, there was another guy who used to be on our calls, Reverend Louie. Remember, he, he said he got it right away, too. Oh, I didn't get it right away. Oh, really? Oh, no, no. Remove me from that, okay. from that <laughs> crew. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I don't think Reverend Louie got it right away. <laughs> he got it his way right away. <laughs> his interpretation. <laughs> Our Reverend, uh, Rogue Reverend, what does he call himself? The Rogue Reverend? Reverend? Rogue, Rogue Priest. Rogue yeah. Priest, yeah. <laughs> he's, got, he's on his journey, too. <laughs> This is a day when a son of God remembered to laugh. <laughs> One of the things that... Uh, oh, so go ahead. Oh, I just, I just um, had thought to... I'm looking at this prayer that Carl just read, and, and I'm remembering someone recently um, told me that he believed uh, we couldn't address God directly, that we had to address God through the Holy Spirit. And um, and I remember that I've heard that through the years. I'm looking at this prayer in 236 and how it begins, uh, Father, my mind is open to your thoughts and closed today to every thought but yours. Um, I was startled to hear that. This was a, um, a 20 or 25 year course student. And um, so I, I reminded him and, and, uh, and I'm just reminded each of these prayers in the second half of the workbook are addressed directly to God. And the invitation is that I address this prayer to my Father. Um, and uh, so that thought had come up for me at year's end here. And in line with that, I, one thing that stood out for me in this last reading was this discrepancy between Christ, whose strength in me will overcome my weakness, and Jesus. And I have in this last section, Jesus standing with me as a brother, saying, Rem remember, I'm directing you to the Christ in your mind, to your Christ mind, that you allow him, 
through the agency of the Holy Spirit to direct you how to step back into your own identity and leave behind everything that the ego has made you out to be. But it's this division. You know, we've got the Father and we have that Christ that he speaks of as my strength. And then there's Jesus. And in this final section, they fall in line for me. Jesus is my brother who then prays to the Father that he's so grateful that he's able to walk us toward him and introduce us to the Christ in us who is our strength. I'm complete. Thank you for that. Thank you, Lee. Thank you, Lee. Yeah, thank you, Lee. Thanks, Lee. Well, before we end the call, is there anyone out there that would like to share that hasn't had a chance? It's Rob. Um, I've been listening to all you wonderful people. And I, I sort of came in on the end of this year. And I just really enjoy your love of one another. And I don't I don't have anything to I mean the course stands there in its utter beauty. Uh, to me, and and even though I know that my appreciation of it is inept, that I I don't see it completely yet. Um, I really appreciate all the um interpretations that you all bring, but mostly I just enjoy the way you treat each other and the way you treat me. And, you know, it's just a unique experience, and I really have been enjoying it. Thank you all. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Rob. I'm glad you're here. Welcome to the family. Beautiful offering, Rob. Thank you. Love to be here. Thank you, Rob. All right, Paula, what do you say? I say, this is from the gifts of God in the section called the Father's Love. 
You are my son, and I do not forget the secret place in which I still abide, knowing you will remember. Come, my son, open your heart, and let me shine on you, and on the world through you. You are my light and dwelling place. You speak for me to those who have forgotten. Call them now to me, my son. Remember now for all the world. I call in love, as you will answer me, for this the only language that we know. Remember, love, so near you cannot fail to touch its heart because it beats in you. I'm going to read that again. Remember, love, so near you cannot fail to touch its heart because it beats in you. Do not forget, do not forget, my child. Open the door before the hidden place and let me blaze upon a world made glad in southern, southern, sudden ecstasy. I come, I come, behold me. I am here, for I am you, in Christ. For Christ, my own beloved Son, the glory of the infinite, the joy of heaven, and the holy peace of earth, return to Christ and from his hand to me. Say now, Amen, my son, for it is done. The secret place is open now at last. Forget all things except my changeless love. Forget all things except I am here. Amen. Amen. Nice selection. Amen. Amen. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Paula. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for letting me read that. Thank you, Laura. Thank you, love. Yes.